in the beginning of business, we think that competition is so important, right? We got to be careful. We've always got to outwit our competition. It's always about what they're doing, trying to be faster, better than them. Eventually, listeners, you get to a point where you learn that it's not about competition. It's about collaboration. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. I am on a mission to scour the globe to find and interview the most brilliant mindset coaches, sales strategists, and business leaders alive and present them in a way that landscapers, hardscapers, and outdoor living pros can immediately put them into use to grow and thrive. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 27 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And this week, I have a special treat for you. I have Phil Baylor from PaveTool on, and I also have uh, James Stolfus from Souders Hardscape Supply down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on. And we talk a lot about getting into the hardscape industry. You know, Phil Baylor has almost 40 years. I'm close to 30. And and I know that James has, you know, I don't know, more than 20 years in this industry. And we share stories about how we got started and exactly why we came together to create the Outdoor Living Mastery event that we hold each year here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we talk deeply about getting into the struggles that we went through, what we learned along our journeys, and ultimately what culminated into this uh, next level life-changing event that we put on each year for the industry. So you guys out there, if you're a landscaper, hardscaper, outdoor living professional, and you want to take your business to the next level, and you want to learn from people who have been there, been through the, the struggles that you're going through now, and have broken through that and have grown and succeeded, listen in. There's a lot of great stories that we tell and uh, a lot of great information in this one. So enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited this week to have Phil Baylor and James Stolfus on the show. And we're going to talk about, if you guys don't know these guys, you will love them by the end of the show for sure. Uh, you know, Phil Baylor has been uh, he's the, the brainchild behind Pave Tool and all the change that he's doing in our industry. And, you know, James Stolfus has been in the industry for, I don't know, most of his life. And uh, he used to work with us building amazing projects. Now he helps others get the materials they need to build amazing projects. And, you know, I really wanted to bring him on the show today so that we could talk about um, our stories, kind of like how we started. We've, we're now, I'm probably the youngest in the group here. I'm 45. So, um, you know, where we started, how we got going in this industry, because we love outdoor living, right? And so, how do we start? How do we get going? So why don't we jump right into it here? Phil, what's going on? Let's hear your story. So it would have to go back to uh, 1985. So I was 15 years old and I was one of uh, five siblings, but I had three other brothers and we always had a dream of doing something together. Uh, we worked on farms before that. I started when I was 11. I'd pedal my bike after school down to the farm and and that, uh, the gentleman I worked for, he's the one that really taught me work ethic and how to work doing hay and all. I mean, it was, it was grueling. And uh, he taught us how to work. And we loved work, loved doing things with my hands. And from there, I went and worked for a landscaper for a short period of time. And my brother, uh, Tom, went to school for uh, landscaping. And so we started a landscape business in the summer of 1985. And we laid our first patio that summer. It was the uh, unit of core, which is the octagon, like a stop sign, mm -hmm. a little tail off of it. And that was how we started, really. We fell in love with hardscapes. We did do a measure of uh, landscaping at that time, 
But very early on, probably we're probably one of the only contractors that have really gravitated towards hardscapes for our entire lifespan of our company. And uh, that was where I really, uh, that was my thriving and my, my striving was trying to, to build that part of our industry and our company. And I had a love for it. So we, we laid a lot, a lot of product back then and there were no tools. It was, it was really grueling. And we plowed snow for about 15 years and hated it. You know, <laughs> so there's guys that love it and there's guys that hate it. I'm one of those guys that I loved it for about the first five minutes. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is my time. I'm supposed to be off in the wintertime and then you're yeah. still tied down. So that was a little bit frustrating for us. So we, uh, we got out of the snow plowing and we started welding and cutting and making our own tools so we could speed up our efficiencies during the uh, summer production months. So that we could be more profitable and we wouldn't have to have income in the winter time. So that's really how the tool business started. Um, but along the way, you know, I've had a lot of mentors that have helped me in, in our success. And I would have to go back to the, uh, the late 80s. You know, we were just, like I said, a bunch of young kids out there having fun. We ended up, three of us boys uh, were married and it got to the point where we were investing all our money back into the business and company and equipment. And our wives took us aside and said, it's time for you boys to straighten out. You got to figure out how to make a living of this. I know you're having fun, but we need to feed our families. And we started getting serious at that point. Said, all right, we got to make some changes. And at that point, there was a gentleman, Charles Vanderkoy, a very recognized name for those of us that are probably older. But he was the one that really brought into our industry how to uh, job cost, how to bid, how to estimate. And we actually hired him as a consultant. And he came in and he taught us, you know, unit pricing and not just square foot pricing. And that was life changing for us because we learned how to make money at that point. We we're able to be profitable. And again, that kind of led into our being able to quit plowing and be able to uh, do the hardscapes full time. And in the winter months, be able to, you know, clean up our equipment and make and, and invent tools. So it was really, I, I guess I say that the mentorship part, because it's so important to, uh, to have those that you can rely on, that can help you and help you stay focused, meet your goals. And uh, we did. We, we met our goals, built a beautiful hardscape business. Today it runs about 45 guys and about 12, 15 crews going out every uh, every day uh, and we got it to the point where you know we always we always use the terminology if you have a brain tumor you wouldn't go to a general practitioner you'd go to a brain surgeon so even in our hardscape business we broke it down all these different levels we have company we have crews that's all they do is the dig out prep work and they'll mm -hmm. leave it down say two and seven eighths for a 60 mil paver they pull out they paint out they pull out then we have crews that's all they do is come in with their bedding layer and that's all they're doing is streeting they're laying, they're cutting, they're fitting, they're edging, they're sweeping, they're compact, and that's all that crew does. Then we have crews that that's all they do is the verticals, all the walls and whatnot. And at this point now, we have several crews that will do your A to Z projects. We have multiple levels and whatnot. But we really took things to probably a unique level and probably still, I'm not sure if anybody's taking it to the level that, that Baylor Brothers is at. Um, just the way we've set up our trucks, the way we've set up our crews, and, and we have love for it. We just have tremendous passion. But again, me being me being a small frame guy, I'm not a, I'm not a huge strapping guy. 
So we started, like I said, inventing those tools and equipment that could lead to greater productivity, ease of installation, um, you know, less pain. <laughs> that's, that's really my goal in life is to alleviate pain for contractors. And I think that leads into kind of our next conversation of, of the, uh, the school that we're, we've started. Absolutely, Phil. And I appreciate you, you know, sharing all that. And it's funny because we also hired Charles Winterkoy back in the day and uh, Jerry Gata came out, right? We were, we were at one of his one events and Jerry came out and spent a couple of days with us. And he's the reason why the systems that he taught are the reason why we got through 0809 through the crash. We got through, we just made it through, but it was because we knew the numbers. We knew how to do, you know, the more system, all of those things. And it was, it was so profound how he shifted and changed the industry. And you know, before that, I was a bit apprehensive about reaching out because, you know, as, as a business owner, you kind of want to start out thinking you know everything, right? You don't want to let people in and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute here. That's a much better idea than mine. So let's see if that works. And then it really does. And you're like, well, if they could teach me that, what else could they teach me? And they start growing. So I, I love that. And I love your story of coming up from the farm. I also used to work on farms a lot for extra cash in the summers and yeah. all of that. But uh, it's a great it's way to build that work ethic for sure. Another thing that's interesting, though, is, I mean, you look at back then, the amount of money that we paid uh, Vanderkoy Associates mm -hmm. to come in and help us with that, it was a staggering amount of money. Yeah. I mean, staggering. It was a large amount of money, and it was just really difficult. It was We had uh, we shelled out that money, but it was probably the best money we ever spent. You mentioned yeah. 08 and 09, it, and I've, I've just recently shared that with uh, Synced Up. I was on a podcast with him, but just recently shared that same thought that we wouldn't have made it through 808 and 09 if we hadn't known our numbers. So same here too. Same here. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and once that door's opened up in your mind, you're like, wait a minute here. So what else could I, what else could I learn from others? And that's really where it all starts to happen. So uh, appreciate that, Phil. So James, can you hear me over there? Yes, sir. Perfect. Hey, awesome. thanks so, for, yes. Thanks for having me on Joshua. I, uh, absolutely. And just to set the record straight, I'm not sure who's older, but I'm 45 as well. Oh, really? So, okay. <laughs> I'm October. Where are you at? I'm September. Oh, brother. okay. Got me beat by a month. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So, James, tell us your story. How did you get into the, to the outdoor living world? Yeah. Wow. So, I started as a mason when I was 18. I started for a local mason company. They did almost all commercial uh, for... A year or two before that, I'd help my brother do some masonry, and so kind of enjoyed it. But it was my one of my my first real job, I guess. I did a few other things before that, but that was in '96, uh, and so I stayed with that company for about seven years. Like I said, we did all commercial brick block, and really learned it well. But started at the bottom, and the company I worked for, you start at the bottom. You you know, you started as a mason tender. And ran uh, equipment for a while for him and then ended up as a foreman. But got kind of tired of it and had a friend there that was looking for something different. And so we decided we're going to give hardscapes a try one summer. I was always fascinated with the hardscapes that I saw going on, which wasn't that much back then in our area. But I, I always fascinated by that. No mortar. I just lay everything dry, you know, and glue it together and pins and all that. And so decided to give it a try. <clears throat> We, uh, my friend had an, an excavator. I had a, uh, a truck. Actually, we had two trucks, an excavator and a trailer. Two trailers, I guess, we ended up with that first summer. And so we decided to do it part-time and keep working for the guy that we're working for if we needed work. Well, interesting enough, we started 
and we just kept job, kept getting jobs and kept going. So one of the first things we did was was connected with Souders Hardscape, which was our local hardscape supplier, the only one that I knew or that I knew well. Connected with him, and oh yeah, there was uh, he was very positive. Uh, Elon was a great guy, very positive guy, and said just you know there's plenty of opportunity. And sure enough, there was. We we got into it with very little marketing. It was a lot of uh, word of mouth. Uh, our supplier there, he he gave her name out a lot. And so started with retaining walls, thinking that's what we're going to do. We're going to build walls, lots of hills, and lots of people need walls. But it wasn't too long till we saw how uh, the whole thing kind of goes together. And we started laying patios, walkways, back patios, and and took that whole hardscape thing. We focused on that. In fact, I used to tell people we do only hardscapes. Coming from a masonry background, we know what we're doing, and. and it was a really good background to come from because, you know, you're used to thinking frost footers and, you know, do it right. Um, and so it went against some of the things that I, I knew. And so I would tend to want to overbuild a bit, if anything, <clears throat> or at least do it right. So, yeah, this that first summer, I read everything I could find. I'd find all the spec books and, and you know, figured out how to do this. Talked to our supplier and got different people's advice and just got into it. So it was uh, me and the other guy, we were doing it for about five years, just the two of us, and got really good at it. And I would say, looking back, it was kind of by accident that we landed a mini excavator. It was my friend's father had it, and so we started using it. It was the best piece of equipment we ever had, made life so much easier. I'd seen people doing stuff with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. And it's like, man, just get some equipment. So anyway, uh, moving on then. So my brother ended up joining me. And it was in that time period that we got to know you, Joshua. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed working with you. And and uh, your style just meshed so well with us. You, We had work for other builders. And <clears throat> it felt like the outdoor living world was kind of a tag tag on for projects and the builders if they had anything it wasn't very much and it was just a pain because we'd go out and you know there's a more of a slope than you anticipated that uh you kind of ended up working with the homeowners to figure it out but when we worked for you you had everything figured out you knew what you were doing your elevations were right and we we just went and built it by the plan i really enjoyed those years we uh so did I. <laughs> yeah when my brother joined me we did start getting into landscaping and lighting the mm -hmm. last several years that we were in the hardscapes but then in 2016 our local supplier elam souter he approached me and he wondered if we'd be interested in buying out the company he had other interests he had some farms in another state and he was serious about getting out of it getting out of it moving to another area in fact he had built this company off of a nursery and it had started kind of as a side thing and ended up becoming the main thing and he simply didn't have time for it and wanted someone to take it on and somehow he had grown a liking to us we're not related in any way and so at that point uh there's three of us brothers we sat down and brother-in-law sat down and uh got advice from different people and it's like you know what this feels like something we should do, something we should get into. 
uh, prayed about it, of course, and, and and that's what we did. We ended up, I ended up starting there in 2015, overlapped a year, and then in 2016 we bought the company and took it on. But yeah, getting into retail and into this industry at that level was a pretty steep learning curve. But thankfully, we've had a lot of good people to reach out to. We had different mentors uh, from several different places. And yeah, it's been an interesting opportunity, interesting journey. We've grown significantly since we're there. Uh, yeah, so there's just lots of opportunity in the industry. And one of our goals or one of our focuses was to uh, just provide the best service we know how. And to do it with, uh, to do it having fun doing it. And a lot of people have appreciated that. And we've got a lot of uh, loyal customers today, which we're very thankful for. So, yeah, uh, I've, early on, I took the PICP classes. And then the NCMA had the wall class and ended up taking the residential pavers specialist course several years later did that i did all of that in the early years and that was really valuable and so looking back and seeing it at how that helped me it's just uh exciting and a blessing to be able to give back to the industry uh one of the things those courses did not offer was much hands-on and i remember going to the courses and you have all of this technical information you know all of the specs and stuff but then you'd get out on the job and you'd still wonder well actually how you know how does this work in real life and and so some of those things you had to figure out so that's what's unique about some of the training we've been doing is is providing just hands-on experience and and get out there side by side with people and and see real life experiences and and so that's been great to help out in the industry that way no, it's it's amazing, and I remember meeting you and your brother back when I was, you know, starting up Master Plan, and and I was like, I'm looking for a good crew to do, you know, all these uh, hardscape projects that we're designing and all that, and you know, I met you guys, and I remember I found you online, so I remember seeing like some kind of a website or something, and I reached out, I'm like, there's something about these guys I like, so I reached out and started talking, and eventually you guys started doing work for us, and I'm like these are my kind of people, right? They do what they, you know, what they say they're going to do. They're on time. They've got high level of detail. They're just good, honest men. I'm like, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. So anyway, I remember working with you guys for years there and it was so great. And when you said you were going to be, you know, buying Souders and I was thinking, oh man, <laughs> right? I, I, I was so happy for you guys, but I was like, oh crap, how am I going to replace them? <laughs> Cause that's yeah. a tough, tough hill to climb there. So anyway, um, no, I appreciate, you know, our, our relationship so far and, and, you know, everything that's come from it and what you continue to do for the industry. And, you know, it's, it is amazing out there how much the industry is open since I started almost three decades ago, you know, started in it, uh, with, you know, working out of the, my parents' garden center and starting to install things for people. And back then I was so scared to talk to people or ask for help because I was so afraid that if you yeah. did, someone would judge you or you'd be like, yeah. oh my goodness, you don't know that already or, or that someone would try to mislead. So I just kind of kept to myself on this little island. And then eventually broke into the idea of like, well, wait a minute here. Maybe I go to a seminar and I'll learn something. So I started going to seminars, pool seminars, you know, anything hardscape I could find, anything landscape I could find and different, you know, organizations. And the next thing you know, I found myself 
being excited about meeting and networking and talking to people about this. And I'm like, holy crap, that guy just told me something that would take me 10 years to figure out. He just told me in 15 minutes. It just saved me all this time, right? So I'm like, well, how much more can I get of this? How much, how many more places can I go? And, you know, it, it's, it is so powerful, the training that we've gone through in order to get to where we are, because it's, you can only do it so far, right? There's an old, there's an old proverb saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you got to take a team with you. You got to build yeah. a team around you. Right. And that's really what it was. I was trying to go fast by myself and realize that after I fell on my face a bunch of times, you know, a team is probably the better way to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a quite, I, I love this industry for that reason. And, you know, that kind of leads us into, you know, what we want to talk about today in the podcast is, you know, all of this, all of our, all of our stories growing up, you know, we all started from the bottom, worked our way up into where we are now. And it's, it's like now at a certain point in life, you start thinking about how are we going to give back? How can we help the people to say, how can we help ourselves back then now, if that makes sense, right? How can we help people where we were now have an opportunity to come and learn and to grow and not have to spend 20 years to figure it out, but can do it in a weekend or a week or a couple of days or a year, right? To, to simplify that so they can get the gravy before they have to, you know, wait years to get that. So, you know, I know James and I, we came together and started talking about how can we help the industry? How can we get out there and and help our brothers and sisters who are struggling, who are just need space to put their hands on stuff? Because I'm a I'm a learner, I'm a tactile learner. I gotta touch it, I gotta feel it, I gotta do it with my hands, and then I can finally get it into my head. If I read it in a book, eh, it's philosophical, right? You guys like that as well. I know and I gotta I gotta touch it, I gotta do it, and then it's locked in. Is that how you guys do it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. I'm I'm a lot that way as well. Uh but I was the same way when I first started. It's like, you know, felt like uh, I had a lot to learn and I did, but didn't reach out very much and, and felt like, you know, competition was out there and kept it close. But and looking back now, it's like, wow, it wasn't nearly what I thought it was. Uh, yeah. I believe in those early years, we could have made a lot more money, but we just, we thought it was competitive and we thought, you know, we had to be at a certain number and only realize today that other people struggle with the same thing. In fact, since we focus on it so much on that, on being that specific, we were actually really fairly good at it. Didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I could have learned a lot more faster if I would have uh, went out there and learned from other guys the very first years. Absolutely. How about you, Phil? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think just going back to some of your thoughts, it does go back to education. Any industry, any business you're in, it does go back to education, educating yourself on, it might be simplicity of ways to install something, but that still is education and all about that learning. And you talked about hands-on. I'm a hands-on guy. I've, it'll be 40 years for me this year. I've been in the industry and you know I spent 30, probably 36 years in the field. Yeah. So I never had an office position in the hardscape business. So I was the hands-on guy. I was out there installing products, but you needed to educate yourself still. And we would spend our winters, like I said, we didn't plow, but we would spend our winters going to these seminars, going to all the shows yeah. that we could. And I was, I was probably, maybe I'd be labeled as an inquisitive type of guy, but I was always watching and looking not even our own industry, even other industries. I was just always intrigued at technology and change. And, and I was always open to change. I also, um, I like to listen. I listen to the pain of our employees. And, uh, and that was what we were always trying to do is trying to solve that, 
that pain point. And again, going back to education, when you go to those seminars, you go to those classes, even if you walk away with one or two little gold nuggets, like you mentioned, it's amazing how that can change your life. You say, oh, if I only would have, you know, if I only would have accepted this early on or years ago, I look at how profitable I could have been or look at the labor I could have saved. Or yep. I think that's really what this class and what we're trying to teach is, is putting these contractors on a fast track so that they don't have to walk on the block, so to speak, that we stumbled on. You know, they can learn from our mistakes. They can, they can start to educate themselves in simple ways. And it's not like it's, it's not like going to college for four years. You spend a small amount of time with guys that are the elite that you can glean from and you can gain that technology and glean, uh, glean that, you know, the knowledge. It just, you can gain so much and not only even just ourselves, but the, uh, the group that we, that we, uh, breed in our classes, in our schools. So many contractors we hear down the road that they're conversing back and forth and they're sharing ideas. Yep. You know, they get themselves in a bind and they have somebody they can reach out to and say, Hey, can you help me through this? And it's not like they're competing with each other in their backyard. They might even be across the country. But I think just to build that, uh, you know, that commodity to be able to work and labor together and build off each other, it's, it's just huge. It, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I love all that because, you know, what is more important than anything? I mean, after a while, in the beginning, it's all about, am I going to make it, right? I think we can all relate to that in the beginning. It's like, is this going to work? So we just need to, to grind as hard as we can, make as much money as we possibly can, because we have no idea what the next bill in the mailbox is going to do to us, right? There's always that fear of that opening that box and getting that $20,000 bill that you didn't expect, and you only have 5000 in your account. So it's always the grind, go, 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 go. But after a while, you realize that that bill in the night is not coming for you, right? So it's like, okay, well, that's good. Now I, I can settle back. And eventually you make enough money, hopefully, if you're not working way too hard for way too little money, which is what I did in the beginning and what I'm trying to help others not have to do, right? So now it's like, all right, if money's not the focus anymore, because we figured that part out, what else is there, right? And as, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that it's, it's about contribution. It's about helping others, right? That's, that's even, that's much higher than money is when it comes to fulfilling the soul. So, you know, I reached out to James and I said, James, what do you think about starting, you know, like a, a hardscape event where we can get a lot of hands-on training and help hardscapers get out there and learn everything from the, from the pavers to the structures, to the landscaping, to the lighting, to, to, you know, raised deck areas, to everything outdoor living. What if we created a space, a school, if you will, an event that we could all get together and we could all learn from each other. And then uh, one of the first things James says is like, hey, I know someone that needs to be part of this. And like, and that's when you called Phil. It's like, Phil, he's been talking about doing something like this for a long time. So let's collaborate. Let's build it together, right? Because in the beginning of business, we think that competition is so important, right? We got to be careful. We've always got to outwit our competition. It's always about what they're doing, trying to be faster, better than them. Eventually, listeners, you get to a point where you learn that it's not about competition. It's about collaboration, it's about people coming together and helping each other because as an industry, if we all come together and help each other and teach each other the things we've learned and the things that we should do and shouldn't do and all this that we've learned in our life, then we can help each other grow as an industry. And when we do that, Mrs. Jones, when we get to her front door, we'll know that what our worth is as an industry and not just have low ballers coming in and trying to you know, 
uh, get the lowest bid out there and trying to undercut everybody because they'll realize as an industry that that's just not how it works. It's just not a good way to do it. So it, it, we all have to level up that way. And it's not through competition, it's through collaboration is my point. So, you know, we came together here, James, Phil and I, and we created Outdoor Living Mastery, which is an event here that's held in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's our second annual one this year. And you know, I wanted to chat with you guys about that as founders of this event. Last year was just such a success. I mean, it, I think it blew us all away. I want to hear from both of you guys, of course, on this. But it blew all of our expectations away. And we we're like, will people come? Will they come and, and, and want to work and build an amazing outdoor living space indoors in February in Pennsylvania? And, you know, and, and with the team that we had in place, we, we made it happen, right? And, and what was incredible was the the exit surveys and the the kind of words we were getting from the guys coming through and how much it helped change their life and their business. So I'd love to hear what you guys learned during last year's event uh, as we as we pull it together and everything just came together beautifully. Go ahead, James. I'm gonna let you yeah. go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I you know one of the things we've been talking about here and promoting is doing it together. And when I look back at what happened last year is like there's no way that we could have pulled this off by ourselves. Yeah. And Josh, I'm sure it's the same way for you. Baylor team, maybe they could have. I don't know. Those guys are, are good. They are but I'll just say uh, <laughs> it, it certainly took a team to pull it together. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun to work with the team that we have to do this. But, yeah, then uh, the guys coming together that, that signed on for this, Brave Souls, and, you know, shelled out $4,000 or around there to come and be a part of it. And just, you know, made the events the success that it was. That was, it was great. Uh, I remember when we were planning this thing and, and we, you know, you look at numbers and you figure out what it's going to cost and about what it's worth. And it's like, this is crazy. Is anybody going to even want to do this? Is anyone going to give the money for this? And but you know it is, you know what you need to have to do something like this. And so it was like, well, that's that's what we think it's worth. And anything comparable out there, which there isn't much, is going to be at this number. And of course, we knew it. It took that to make it work. Yeah. And so we just you know went full steam ahead, and, and we're able to to get a really nice group of guys to come. And so the feedback that we got and, and just the camaraderie that came out of that, not only from all of us guys that were a part of putting this together, but also now with the guys that came and friendships that were made, it's, it's incredible. We still connect with this team of guys, probably like nobody else in the industry. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, you guys, of course, but then even guys that were here and helped us out. And uh, yeah, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great to be able to give back in a sense, and to to do this for other guys and just to see teams come together was probably what I enjoyed the most about it. I love that, James. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Phil? So you did mention about me always wanting to have a school. So I've always dreamed of having a paper school of some sort. And you also mentioned we probably could have pulled it off. I'm not sure if we could have. <laughs> We're so busy as it is already, but we really needed that shot in the arm. We needed somebody to work with us together. And I couldn't be more happy with uh, the three companies that came together to produce a school 
unlike ever has been done before in our industry. I think to the level, um, the quality, I mean, it just goes on and on of, of what we did create. And I know nobody knows the amount of energy and effort that's gone into this school mm. to, uh, I mean, from meeting every week and sometimes even more than that, to all the behind the scenes effort and labor and, um, yeah, it's certainly not about doing it for the money. It is a good part of that give back. And yep. those who know me know that my passion is to help others. And I think that's really what this is about, is really helping contractors um, just get themselves successful. You know, it starts with the numbers and then being able to work into quality job builds. And when you put those things in place, there there is no room for error, really. So it's, it's just been a tremendous success. It's been a tremendous uh, uplift to me. And to hear those contractors say how this was such a life-changing event. And they just can't imagine, uh, you know, how they did it without. And, and then not only just those that attended, but some of their spouses. They're really interesting to hear some of their feedback and how, you know, their their husband or spouse came back a changed person and changed being and so encouraged and, and just, uh, you know, to be able to be a medic and give people shots in the arm. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a that's a tremendous thing. And I think that's that's really all of our goal is to help others. And you mentioned, too, about, you know, it's not like we're in competition with each other. When we educate each other and help each other, it takes our industry to new levels. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. Our competition shouldn't be each other. It should be maybe maybe it's the Mercedes. Maybe it's the, you know, another uh, kitchen project or something like that. But you bring in that indoors outside where you can have quality of life. I mean, that's one thing that we do in our industry is we build people's dreams. Yep. You know, homeowners will sit and they'll, they'll glance through these beautiful catalogs you know, hours on end or online looking at these projects and how they can transform their backyard into an outdoor living space. And then when they finally get up the courage and they lay down the cash, they are so excited. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned this before, but how many times do you go to a customer and they're writing you out a check for a hundred or 200 grand with the biggest smile on their face? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just unheard of. You know, most people, you're putting a roof on your house and you're putting the ink through the check. You're, here's 20 grand, right? You're never yep. going to enjoy it. But what we do, we're building these people's dreams. Yep. And for them to write out a check and just smile, and they just can't wait to have their friends and their families around them in these outdoor living spaces. Mm -hmm. You know, we are, we are in a very unique uh, industry. And it's been encouraging for me to see it. it. It started out as, okay, yeah, you're just a landscaper. It's not that way anymore. It is an elevated um, profession of being a hardscaper and being able to build people's dreams. And you're seeing people make a really nice living at this. And to me, that's so encouraging to see our industry brought to those different levels. And yeah, going back to education and the amount of money that, that gets put into it. I mean, I know what we've put into it and I think of some of the big block manufacturers and the countless amount of hours and effort and energy that they put into educating. So I think as a whole, our industry has done a really good job of putting forth effort to educate contractors and shame on us as a contractor if we don't take advantage. Hmm. 100%, Phil. 100%, there's no doubt. Yeah, Phil, you were saying, you were talking about, uh, you know, what we build is spaces for people and I was just, Thinking back when I started, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar jobs was big for us. 
and it was yeah. decent sized patios. But that's small today. And the reason it's small is because they're adding so many things to it. Yeah. And there's so many components go into this stuff anymore. So what was easier for me to get started in would be a, is a lot harder today because of all the different components. And so that's what's so exciting about bringing teams together like this to be able to show all the different stuff and get, you know, get a grasp on, on how all of these pieces come together. Because you miss something like, uh, you know, gas lines, water lines, those types of things. They don't get put in the right place. And it's an afterthought. Wow, it gets complicated really fast. What well, sure does, no doubt. I remember, guys, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I remember back in the early days when I'd go out and sit down with a client and I was selling a $7,000 project. First of all, I was petrified. I'd go out and sit down and be like, $7,000, right? I worked most, actually up to the age of 18, I worked at my parents' garden center and never got paid a penny. We always had plenty of food and plenty of work, but we never <laughs> got paid cash. So no I grew cash. up, my father's like, you know, you're going to learn the, 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 the value, the work itself, the grind, and the money will come later. That was his philosophy. And I, I thank him every day for that because for me, I do it for very different reasons than money. So with that being the case, uh, when we got out and started getting paid for projects, and I remember sitting there you know, at, a, at a homeowner's house, what did they put out? A, I don't know, probably landscaping or something to do back in there, maybe some papers in the beginning, and $7,000. I'm sitting here thinking, do these people really have $7,000 sitting in their bank account? <laughs> right? I'm like, who has that kind of money laying around? Right? Like, and to put it in outdoor living, I was like, hey, whatever. If they want to part with it, I'll take it. Right? Yeah. So it just, it didn't lock into my head. I was like, holy moly, like, how is that even possible? And now, obviously, when you get into larger projects and six figure projects, she's like, yeah, well, who do I write the check to? And I'm like, you're going to write me a hundred thousand dollar check today. <laughs> I'm like, man, those days of the seven thousands come back and I'm just like, I'm in the wrong business, you know, and eventually realize that, no, I just need to learn how to become a business person. Right. And then you're in the right business. Cause there's plenty of money to be made in this industry for sure. Um, but it has to go from a hobby to being a, you know, a main focus in actual business, but I digress on that, but it was just, it's interesting to go back and remember those days when I could not believe that people would actually have that kind of money laying around. It was fascinating to me because I certainly didn't, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, one of the things that I loved about our collaboration here with Outdoor Living Mastery is the fact that mastery was a very important part of our uh, conversation. You know, we talked about well, what, at what level do we want to train people here? And I know very quickly we all said, well, we definitely want to take them to the next level. We want to help them master what they're doing, right? Because you can learn at different seminars, you know, without hands-on and that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great way to work up the ladder. But we wanted to offer something that's never been offered before, where we have the education, we have hands-on, we have you guys can go out and play with the equipment, like actually get on it and move it around, you know, and, and Phil brings like every fun thing that he's ever designed, he brings to this. So we can actually play with all these different toys and tools and it just becomes almost like a Toys R Us for, for hardscapers, right? You can come in and see all this stuff and play with it and touch it and, you know, it's, it's anyway. So it's kind of morphed into this thing, but we, our main focus of all of this was next level and mastery. That was what it was all about. So how did, why is that so important for you guys to be able to teach at that level? Well, I was hitting on it just a little bit earlier. There is some really good companies out there that are doing this well. And for somebody getting into it, uh, you're going to have to know more than you did 20 years ago to be successful in this. And if you want to get into these bigger projects, uh, it's important that you learn how or learn some of the structure and the basics that go into this but yeah back to the tools uh, I it's amazing simple tools 
can make a big difference. And oh, yeah. I feel you're the, you're, you're the guy that likes to talk about how other industries have every tool they need. And we're only now starting to get that. And so, yeah, talk to us about that. So I've always been a tool junkie, I would suppose. Yeah. Um, but you think about different industries you mentioned, woodworking. You think about a mechanic. I mean, they'll spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on tools to uh, speed up processes, to, to um, create perfection on a project or on a task. And I looked at our industry and it was so limited to what we had out there. It was like, here's your hammer chisel. Okay, go to work. And I was so frustrated. And like I said, back in the 80s, there were virtually hardly any tools for our industry out there. So that's why I said we started cutting and torching. But um, it is amazing how it can speed up your efficiencies, how it can take, you know, when we first started, we we're always looking for these big strapping guys to be able to install heavy products. And it got to the point, it's like, no, you don't need to do that. If you use excavators and you use a clamp or something like that, all of a sudden it changes the whole mentality. And I, I have one video that I have with two guys, one's on a, one on the excavator, one on a clamp, but neither one weighs more than 150 pounds. Mm. So you start taking that and they're moving a 104 pound block in the video. So just simple things like that. And I guess going back to kind of getting back to your, your question about mastery, I think you just think of the way things have evolved in our industry. And if you think you know it all, well, you're, you've already missed the point. You're, you're, you're in the mud already because even myself, I've been at it a long time, but it, it amazes me how things have transpired over the years. I mean, when we first started in the 80s, our manufacturer told us to lay our pavers on eight inches of stone dust. Well, that's obviously come and gone, totally unheard of. Now you've got, and I'm on the ICPI committee, that we're doing a study for open-grade systems with three-quarter clean, with 3H chip, Swept in with a, with a polymeric sand. So I'm on a study committee for that. So those things that were never even thought of, all of a sudden are starting to become the norm. And, and I think it's important to take time and energy and money to invest in educating yourself, whether it be a class like ours or, or anything you go to or attend. Like I said, there's those little gold nuggets all along the way that if you can just glean one little piece from here or there, it can be life changing, you know, if you, but you have to be open to that change. And I think with a mastery class, there's things that I've learned from other contractors, from oh, yeah. um, obviously from the both of you. I've learned a lot already. And it's like, this is amazing how you can get together. And if you get that out of your head, that know it all mentality and yep. say, no, there's lots to be learned. It's amazing how much you can, you can uh, grasp onto and, and really propel yourself to to new levels. And I think that's exactly what we do with this class. And, and we have so much fun doing it. Oh, it's, yeah. it was definitely probably one of the highlights of my career. This, the school that we did, and obviously you can look at the videos and what we, it's just it's amazing. Amazing. It almost bring tears to your eyes of how we brought this team together, built this amazing project and uh, the friendships that we built. It was, it was touching. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you talk about, you know, when it comes to growth, oftentimes people, you hear them say, you know, I've got 20 years experience in hardscaping, or I've been doing this 20 years. And my question is always, do you have 20 years experience or do you have one year repeated 20 times? <laughs> right? Honestly, think about it. Think that about is, that. Because, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in that. I love that. 
But it's true, right? Because I know in the beginning when I first started, it was not something I was excited about learning because I'm like, I just have to get enough and then I'm going to be fine. I figured if I just had enough knowledge, I could be to a point where I could just do that a lot and make some money. Then I realized after a while that once you learn more, you realize you don't know much. And when you learn more, you realize there's a lot more to learn. When you learn more, you learn there's a lot more to learn. So it's the, the, I think the, the secret to all of this, I think the secret to life is to be a lifelong student, right? To constantly be learning, constantly be open to that. If you feel yourself getting to a point where you feel like you know everything, it's time to get into a different room, right? To become uncomfortable again, because if not, life is going to serve you a nice big fat slice of humble pie, right? And you're going to have to figure that out and, and eat that with a smile, right? Yeah. And there's also something else that I learned along that process was that, um, I don't know who said that. I don't know anybody does say this, but this, this is what I picked up and they said, look, you need to invest more in yourself than on yourself. And when it comes to investing in your knowledge, in, in your education, in equipment, that kind of stuff, things that you can invest in instead of on. You know, oftentimes we think in business, well, I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to drive around in new trucks and new clothes and do fancy stuff to show everyone I'm so successful. And oftentimes if I see people doing it, I look and I say, are they successful or are they just trying to show the success? right? They're trying to show this so that they can feel like they can justify stealing 80 hours a week from their family to go out and work and not make any money, right? Because I was that guy. <laughs> I say this because I was that guy where I was, I will not fail, so I'll keep going. But unfortunately, we end up robbing from the people we love in order to make it happen. And so when I became aware of that, I started thinking like, all right, well, I got to start investing so I can be much more efficient with my time so I can do both. I can be successful in business and be successful as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, you know, all of those things. So, you know, it, when it came down to it, it really, it really pushes the heart when you realize that, you know, we're only here for so long. When God calls us, we're going to be heading off into the next level, right? So let's have as much fun as we can here and learn and teach as, as many people as we possibly can. So, I mean, for me, the event is so important because when we started first talking about it, it was like, how do we help build tribe? I feel like if, if anyone was like me when starting out, I felt very alone, like I mentioned earlier, like an island, right? I felt very alone in this world, like I had nobody to talk to. And if I did, I'd be judged or in some way that'd be ridiculed. So I just didn't open up to people. And I learned throughout my journey that tribe is the most important thing, getting together with men and women of like mind that really want to do similar things that are passionate about it and then sharing ideas. So for us building this event, it was the core of it all was mastery and building tribe. And Phil, you've mentioned this and James, you have as well, by seeing the difference of the impact of coming together, even if it's not this event, just coming together and sharing how that's changed people's lives and how it's built tribes and built connections and relationships that now go way past the event. And now they're texting each other and showing each other pictures or on Facebook friends and they're you know encouraging each other and they become accountability partners for each other. I'm going to make a million dollars this year. Yeah, me too. Okay. So then they meet every week and like these things are happening. And it's not just because of us. It's because we're starting to talk about collaboration versus competition. You know, it's, it's a point where we can start feeling really good in our souls because we know we're helping other people. So tribe is extremely important. That's why we break the guys up in groups. I love that idea of having the guys be in their little teams, right? And then the, each team is they're, they're competing in a fun way with each other so they can build a tighter relationship. And we have the, the pizza cook-off where everybody's making their own pizzas, you know, in the wood-fired ovens and, and trying to come up with the most creative way to make their pizza and kind of building it into the outdoor living world and coming up with names and having like a judging committee and like all of that stuff builds tribe. It builds that connective, that stickiness between people that they can reach out because we're all going to hit rough times at some point. So to be able to fall back and say, look, I remember I met this guy at this event and we just really, like, 
let's just, I'm going to call him, see if he's ever been through this too. And next thing you know, you found out, yeah, he just went through it last year. And this is what happened when he went through it. And here's where he is now. And like, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm going to get through this. Right. So that's, it's such a big part of this, this event. And I know it's, it's for each of us that way to build that tribe and that connection. So guys, I couldn't be more proud and more privileged to be on this team with you guys to build this out and to help more people in our industry and, and, uh, and all that stuff. So, um, this, this event is for people out there, hardscapers, landscapers, out there, living professionals who want to take their business to the next level. That's what this is all about. We've had to do it over years and years. Phil's been in the industry 40 years. I'm almost 30. I know that James has been in for a heck of a long time, right? With all of that, it's like, all right, we're trying to build an event that someone who wants to take their business from where it is now, maybe it's a half a million, a million, two million, whatever. They want to go up. They want to, they want to train their people. They want to give back to their crews. They want to give back to their staff, have them come out and get their hands on new products, learn new efficient ways to do it, learn mechanical setting. Phil is a master at that, laying everything mechanically, getting your guys so they're not busting their back. So when they go home at the end of the day, they can actually sit down with their wives and play with their kids and not be sitting in a chair with ice on their back and a cold beer in their hand because they're just trying to numb the pain, right? So it's really trying to trying to make sure you get the opportunity to touch these things and see if they're going to work for you in your business. So taking your business to the next level is who this is for. So if you're out there listening, you're like, look, I'd love to take my landscaping, hardscaping, outdoor living business to the next level. And I would really, really love to see that my team is well taken care of because they're the reason why we can even open the doors because they're here every day giving it their all. So we owe it to them to make sure they have the best technology, to make sure they have the best training, the best everything so that they can go home fuller humans each and every day and living in their passion. So that's that that's who this is for and you know we have so many things that we have packed into the schedule this year for the new event we've actually broke it up in two different segments so we have an owner's manager's track so if you own the company or you're a manager and you're not out in the field all the time we have 3 days that is just set aside just for you to help grow you and then also for the installers, they come in for the full five days and learn all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into a lot of the things that we're going to be putting in this year, including an awesome plunge pool. I can't wait to see it. That's going to be like, it's going to be so much fun to put that in. Um, and so much of this is just about looking at the industry and figuring out what do we need to help take everyone to the next level? That's what it's really all about. So Phil, when you look at the industry, what do we need more of in order to get to help our industry grow? So I think we're starting to, we're on the cusp of seeing a big change, I think, in our industry. And that is more of that mechanical lane. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to start seeing uh, manufacturers on board with seeing more products can be laid mechanically and more of that thinking outside of the box. I'm, we're not seeing it at this point, but at some point we're going to see robotics enter our industry. So uh, I've got some sights on some of those things that I think we are going to see change our, our industry. But I just want to touch base too a little bit. You touched on it, but working alongside of the rest of our the the staff that work with me at you know in the hardscape industry, I'd obviously listen to their pain. I'd see what they were get up against. And if you're in in, in our industry for ten years or more, eighty percent of you will have a back injury. Hmm. I think this class really is about, and you mentioned it, it's life after work. Yeah. You know that's your should be your first priority. You know, faith, family, work, if you keep those things in priority, it will lead to success. But I think having life after work, that's really what it has to be about. Yes, we all have to go to work. We all have to make a living. But if we can be educated where we can be more successful and make more money in less time, 
That's really what it's about. I'm not saying cutting corners. I'm saying speeding up efficiencies, thinking about quality, having processes that that lead to greater productivity. I think that's what this class is all about, is just collaborating and learning how to uh, be more efficient so that we can work a normal day. And when we get home, we have the energy to go play ball with our kids or go out for ice cream, things like that. You know, you mentioned the ice pack and the beer, right? Mm-hmm. Things we don't want to see in our industry. That's not what we. That's not what we're striving to be. We should be striving for a better quality of life, and that's really what this is about. So that. again, that I would say too. I I couldn't appreciate both of you, you know, enough. It's just amazing how you know you get these three companies that have come together to create just an amazing, an amazing partnership in helping others. Anything to add to that, James? Hey, now you guys said it well. I, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing. So we've had. Well, when I started, I drew everything by hand. You know, scratch mm-hmm. drawing. And today, there's some amazing 3D capabilities. But one of the things that I've been, uh, some of this stuff is becoming more and more affordable. And at this event, uh, one of the things we're focusing on, focusing on, is bringing the 3D into reality, and you know, looking at tools that can plug that right into your machine and that becomes your you know that becomes your uh, tool for you to do the excavation and then your you know your different levels of uh, levels of stone and all of that and so how to get if phil mentioned robots you know maybe a few years away from that but some of this other stuff uh they've got an amazing amount of tools out there and and we're going to be pulling together uh, quite a variety of people that can speak into the electronic side of this thing and how you can use tools like this to make it so much easier. I used to, the thing I used to hate to do the most was raking out the stone. And mm-hmm. so I try to get it all as close as you can. But today you can get tools that'll almost, or put most of that in place for you. And so I'm excited to see some of that come together. And yeah, just the whole thing of uh, getting teams together, getting people together, having fun together. There's nothing more fun than interacting with guys that do the same thing you do. And so I'm excited about more of that again this year. Absolutely. Sharing battle stories and one shares a story he's never shared out loud before. And the other guy's like, dude, that happened to me three times this year. (laughs) And he's like, what? Three times? How's that possible? I was, I was cringing over the idea of it happening one time or, you know, it's amazing when you start opening up the, the stories that you hear that others have gone through that you think you're the only one. You're like, your mind keeps thinking, you're like, oh, you're no good at this. You're going to screw this whole business thing up. Eventually, you're going to have to go get a job, all this kind of stuff, right? Or or I'm just not smart enough or whatever it might be, whatever the head trash is going on. When you start talking to other guys and, and ladies in this industry and you're like, so they went, you went through that too? I don't own that, <laughs> right? I'm not, the, I'm not a, a bigger idiot like you did it too. So it, it's, it made, that's what really opened me up when I started realizing that the same struggles that I struggle with, others do too. And I thought I was the idiot. I thought I was the one that just wasn't good enough. And I realized, no, this is part of the human experience. This isn't just you. You can't own that stuff. It's not you. So, you know, that's, that's an important part. And, and James, you know, he started talking a bit about the idea of, of having our goal with next level and mastery and having those kinds of words around this event is it's about what is the cutting edge of everything that's happening right now, whether it's mechanical laying, whether it's different technology, whether it's open aggregate base structures, whether it's different pavers or porcelain or trash or whatever it might be. What is the cutting edge? Where is like right at the edge of where we are right now? We want to be there. We want to have speakers coming in that are speaking on those things because all the other stuff's been talked about forever. 
right? So let's take a look at what is coming next, what is more, uh, you know, more efficient, which makes our jobs faster, which makes it lighter so our guys can go home at the end of the day with a much more energy so that they can spend that with their families and go to those ball games and, and go out for ice cream, those kinds of things, right? So this year, you know, with two tracks that we're looking at, the the owner's manager's track. So if you own the company or you're a manager or you have a staff that's in the office that's not necessarily out on the floor or out on the in the field, if you will, um, you know, we're going to be focusing on live role play and sales this year. So how do we help, you know, our, our prospects, our clients, how do we help them say yes to the things that they truly need? Not just try to get them or manipulate them into getting them to say yes to write a check because that's not going to work for anybody. We don't want win-lose situations. We only want win-win. How do we know that we're a right fit for those clients? How do we know that uh, we've really figured out exactly what our clients need versus what they think they might need? So going through a process of live role play, we're going to be able to do that in front of everybody in order to get a better sense of how to take that right back to your business and implement it right away. We're also going to focus on getting into the, the ultimate client experience. How do we help our clients have a great time by setting expectations so that they can sing your praises and become raving fans. That's the ultimate goal because there's nothing better than a, a qualified lead coming from a referral, right? They're the warmest leads. They're ready to go. They're not questioning how much you're going to charge. They already trust you. So why not build an entire army of them coming back towards you? And that happens by how, what they feel during the event, not necessarily just what you give them right? Not just that the backyard looks good. They'll forget about how bad my service was. If you can combine amazing design and installation with an incredible experience, that's the trifecta. When you nail that down, I mean, everything gets a lot easier. And then getting into session planning and you know creating a winner's mindset. We want to get into marketing 2024. What should we be thinking about? Where should we be putting our money? More into Facebook? Should it go into Instagram, TikTok? Should we be taking it out? And we obviously know we're not putting it in the phone book. So like, where should we this money, right? And we're going to have a specialist coming and speaking about that budgeting and bidding and, and turning failure into fuel, you know, taking a look at, at people, we're all going to fail at some point. How do you turn that into fuel? Or are you going to sit there and have your own little personal pity party every time something that doesn't turn out your way? How do you turn that into fuel? Uh, project management, delegation, all those kinds of things are things that we're going to talk about in our owner's manager's track. Our goal is to Think about what it took us to get through to the next level. And these are the kind of topics that we needed to have in our lives that we needed to search people to help us with. And we're going to bring them all together in one uh, in one event here. It's a three-day part of this event. It's the uh, that Wednesday, the 28th of February through March 1st. We're going to have it right there in, in uh, Lancaster as well. So um, super excited for that. It's the first year for doing this. We just got some amazing speakers that are going to be coming in and speaking in so many different topics uh, throughout that time. So do you guys have any thoughts or, or things you want to add into that owner's manager's track thought? Just, just one last thought I had. It really takes three things I've I've learned over the years to be successful in business. It's time, energy, and money. Those three things are the three key components you need to be successful. And I think that's really what this is about. This class is obviously managing your time better, being more efficient to speed up your time. The energy, using the right equipment, not even necessarily even the tools, but the right equipment for the right job, coupled to the right tools, whatnot. That's going to obviously speed up that production. And obviously, it all means going back to being more profitable and that money piece of it. So I think those three things, if you can always think on those three things in business, time, energy, and money, and how can you you know, boost those three things and how can you help those areas of, uh, of need? I think that's what this class is really about is being able to help in those areas.
Absolutely. How about you, James? Yeah. Now you guys said it well. I mean, as a host here, having it right here in our local area, we are excited to uh, put the pieces together here again. And, and yeah, it's more about just the build that we're doing. It's a lot. A lot of it is just the connections you can make. Uh, we have some amazing food again this year. Oh, yeah. We're getting three meals a day, and we're putting together the uh, agenda for all of that here. And, yeah, of course, you mentioned all the speakers and, and just the ability to get together and experience all that in one place is, I believe, going to be worth your time. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's there's so many things we could talk about from the installer side. That's our second track here. That's the hands-on version or the side of this entire thing. We're going to build multiple outdoor living spaces with a plunge pool, tons and tons of pavers. We've got some Toja grid going in for structure, fireplace with wood storage, steel planters, you know, LED lighting, natural stone, you name it. It's going to be in this and we're doing multiple vignettes. So it's not just one space to look at. We're going to be getting into louvered pergolas and trash bed porcelain and water features and coping and all kinds of stuff. The things that, that the people that are out there that run businesses, outdoor living uh, businesses that are doing next level stuff. If you're just looking for a, a class for quick pavers or something like that, you know, most of the, the manufacturers can do that for you. But if you're looking to take all those pieces and integrate them into your business, when you get into the verticals, when you get into your, your, uh, you know, fireplaces and walls and, and working with steel and things that are not typically being done in your environment, in your market, and you want to stand out, that's the kind of thing that we're offering here to show you how to build it, how to lay it out, where to put it. Uh, you're going to meet a lot of different manufacturers for different stone material, different pavers. Like there's just so many things. We want it to be this melting pot of of learning and seeing and being involved and, and introduced to a lot of new things. So I'm super excited for this year. And every year our goal is to make it a little bit bigger than the year before and add more. And, you know, to James's point, I'd go for the food myself. I'd pay for the ticket just to go for the food. All that good, uh, you know, Amish cooking down there in Lancaster. And it's uh it's a really good time. So you guys have any, uh, any parting thoughts you want to leave our guests between, uh, you know, as we wrap up here? Just one thought. I hope, I hope to see you there. <laughs> it is an amazing time. Not, I don't think we had a single regret out of all those that have attended in the past. This rave reviews and just really appreciated all that was brought to the table. And again, just not ourselves, but we had other guests that came in and did speaking and teaching and, whatnot. I just think there's, it's well worth the investment. You've always heard you got to spend money to make money. This is some of the best money I think contractors have ever spent uh, for what they get out of it. Yeah, no, just want to thank you, Joshua, for inviting us on here today. It's been great chatting. Been great uh, brainstorming here just a bit and uh, talking about these things. So looking forward to getting together in real time. Absolutely. Well, guys, I appreciate your time coming on here. And uh, listeners, you know, if you're out there and you want to take your business to the next level, this is an event you should consider. There are other events out there. To look around, see which one makes the most sense to you. If you're looking to just grow a little bit, there's plenty of events that'll do that. If you want to take your business to the next level, you want to learn things that most aren't learning. You want to learn from people who have been in the industry probably more time than you've been alive. <laughs> this is your, this is the event for you. Um, so if you want to you know reach out and look for more information or details are over at outdoorlivingmastery.com. Again, outdoorlivingmastery.com. You can also find us on Instagram at outdoorlivingmastery. 
So guys, I hope to see you at the event. If you have any questions, you can reach out to uh, my numbers on the website. So go to the website, you'll see the phone number. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly. I'd love to answer your questions. And, and hey, if it doesn't work for you this year, consider it for next year. We're here to serve. We want to help this industry grow. I know for me personally, from struggling so many years in the beginning, working way too hard for way too little money, I want to make sure that's not part of our industry anymore. When I see doctors and lawyers getting hundreds of dollars an hour for sitting on, not the doctor part, but the lawyer part, sitting on their butts doing their stuff, right? Because of an education, right? And they get paid that and no one pushes back on that. And we come out and ask for 35 or 50 or $150 an hour and they laugh and say, I'd never pay that. That's not right. It's our duty in this industry to, to all rise up. And when we all rise up and we all grow, the entire industry grows too. And then when someone asks for 150 or 200 or $300 an hour, it can be justified simply because that's what the industry does, right? So we have to come together. And as we professionalize and master this type of, of outdoor living space, we can all grow together as well. So all boats rise when the tide rises. And that's what we're doing here to be able to introduce and connect people to what's coming next so they can make more money when they're working and spend more quality time with their family when they're home. So guys, thank you again for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you next week.